Good morning and welcome to KLE. This is your host, Sean Smith, and we are live on Facebook, in the Facebook group, and we are um, in the on the KLE podcast as well. Hey, we are talking about equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset. It's interesting, on Friday, uh, with Steve on uh, building his church episode, and um, we we uh, that is on the KLE podcast we do every Friday. Uh, I I mentioned something that had just really stood out to me in Matthew twenty eight, and uh, I'd like to just broaden that a view a little bit today. I am earlier in the broadcast simply because we have a day out. Michelle and I, we're actually meeting with some young guys and we're going to be just spending the day talking, talking kingdom stuff, talking about what God is doing and the rule and reign of God in our lives and um, and what, what the Lord wants to do, uh, you know, in our lives. And we love just talking, just talking, answering questions, asking the questions, just pressing into what the Lord is saying. So we're going to be doing breakfast together and maybe lunch together. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And we're just going to keep going until uh, we, we love doing that. Just sitting around and talking, just talk things through, just sharing our hearts, no agenda. I don't go there with a message to preach. I don't go there with an idea of what's going to happen. We just go and really begin in our hearts to seek the counsel of God, the truth of God in the midst of everything, you know, just pressing in. Sometimes I think we're so meeting minded that we don't have time to press into what's in what, what the Lord is doing in our hearts. You know, it's just um, um, just really pressing into the presence of God without a format, without a schedule, without a, a performance, just pressing in and just sharing hearts together, breaking bread together. Um, without the with the, without the religiosity to it. All right, so this morning is a little earlier then, and um, just welcome. Thank you for being with me, whether it's on the podcast or in the Facebook group live. Uh, you you may be watching later, or you may be watching early. Whatever time you're watching, great to have you with me. And of course, this is Sean. And you know, I've been doing this for 40 years. Um, I've been serving God for 40 years. In fact. 1979, um, I surrendered my life to Christ in a God tower. Before that, I, I had an awareness of God, been reading my Bible, doing all sorts of things, but I really surrendered in a God tower um, in a place called Bloemfontein, South Africa. And uh, just the Lord arrested me and he called me with a word and said, I didn't even know it was in the Bible. I must have read it sometime. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But I just, I really had a vision of the Lord saying, I want you to go into all the nations and make disciples. And of course, for the, for, for the next 40 years, I began to, to try and understand what that really meant. And I thought it was preaching. I thought it was to build a church. I thought it was, you know, more preaching. And I've done lots of that. I've, I've, spoken at high schools, I've spoken at in, in school classrooms, I've spoken at camps, I've spoken at um, retreats, I've spoken at uh, crusades, I've spoken at youth camps, youth retreats, I've spoken at church camps, men's camps, breakfasts, um, and Michelle and I planted uh, 
uh, I mean, we planted an earlier church, didn't go so well. We closed it down. We planted a second one in 1990, 1990 and that was in a little town in South Africa that grew um, f- phenomenally for the little town. And we really pressed into things, but we thought that this was it, you know, and I always had this desire in my heart to make disciples. And what did that mean? And of course, everywhere I asked, everybody said, no, you've got to have this course and you've got to have that program and you've got to do it like this and you've got to do it like that. And, uh, you know, and so we preached, we preached the, the salvation message. We preached the born again message. We preached the faith message. We preached the prosperity message. We preached the gift message. We preached all the messages and that was that is available that you that everybody does and and really but all the time in my heart I had this hunger and desire for what is it that the Lord had really laid upon my heart and he began to work in my heart over a period of time and began to introduce things different principles different concepts into my heart and it's only been the last uh, 10 years that God has really begun to shift my whole mindset and it's interesting you know, Jesus came and he's the first message he preaches as or and teaches and ministers as he comes into his ministry at the age of 30 is, in fact, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Um, in That's in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time on, coming out after John is now arrested, and, and uh, I think he, at that point in time he had his head cut off already, But he said, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven is here. Another translation says, uh, let's have a look, see what the other translation says. Um, Open it up here, the Amplified. What does that say? It's uh, um, repent, change your inner self, your change, your old way of thinking. Uh, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what it says in the Amplified Version. So we've got this this message Jesus began to preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he says, repent. Now, repent is not running to the front of the church. This is the religious mindset. You've got to run to the front front and recall um, with great emotion all your past. And uh, and man, I, I Pushed that and promoted that as well and try to get people to do that often. And, and you know, God has rested people in the front of the church and, and done things in their life as they've run forward. But what I began to understand is that I saw people do that and go away the same as they came in Jesus' name. You know, is there no change? And um, we just lost connection on the live broadcast again because of Internet. So... Um, the but I'm just going to keep going on the on the podcast. So when we look at this at this um, what this message that Jesus preached, the message he was preaching is in fact that we need to have um, we need to have a change of thinking. We need to have a change of mindset. We need to have a change of perspective. We need to have um, a, a 180 degree turnaround. In our mindset, the word there is repent, is metanoia. Meta meaning transform and noia your thinking. Transform your thinking or transform how your worldview. Transform your perspective, your point of view, your mindset. 
if the, the very seat of where your opinions start, change that, change the way you see things, the way you, um, the way you think about things, because the kingdom of God is here. And he, so he came introducing this change. And the, you know, the interesting thing is when I talk about change to leaders, especially um, leaders get very uncomfortable and get very insecure with the concept of change because they don't know what to do with that. They've so uh, settled, so stuck in the old mindset of doing things. And I'm going, you know, you, we have to rethink what we're doing. Now, this is what I want to come to in, in what Jesus basically um, told me, uh, you know, showed me when he called me. And uh, because Jesus says this, uh, um, well, it says this about Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 42 to 44. And it says, at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place and the people were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. What was he preaching in the synagogues of Judea? He was preaching the good news or the gospel of the kingdom of God. And um, we need to understand is that this was Jesus' message. He wasn't, he wasn't preaching anything else. He wasn't trying to introduce anything else. He was preaching. He said, this is why I was sent. This is, this is my purpose. This is my why. This is my, this is my mission. This is my mission. My mission is to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. This is what I was sent to do. This is my mission. This is my assignment. This is my purpose. This is my motivation. This is my focus, my priority, if you may. And, and this is what he, he kept on preaching the gospel or the good news of the kingdom of God in the other towns also. You understand, this is what Jesus was introducing. He wasn't introducing a religion. He wasn't introducing a, a, um, a new organization. He was, he was restoring and bringing back and reintroducing what man had lost in the Garden of Eden, what man had lost way back at, just after creation. So as I, as I look at that, I think how we've introduced a religious concept into that whole process. Of course, Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says this. He said um, in verse 13, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end shall come. And then the end shall come. When? When the gospel of the kingdom has been preached to the whole world. You know, it's interesting is that Jesus told us when he's going to come. He told us that he will come when the gospel of the kingdom is preached in the whole world. Not when we've introduced a religion. And the religion has taken over the whole world. And the religion is in every government. It's, he said when the kingdom, the gospel or the good news is 
of the kingdom has been proclaimed. So um, the Amplified says with the, this good news of the kingdom will be preached through the whole world as a testimony to the, all the nations. And then the end of the age will come. We don't know the hour. We don't know the day. But we know that the kingdom will be preached. And then the end will come. Not when the church is preached. Not when my fancy... Um, my fancy constitution is preached or when my pet topic is preached, but when the gospel of the kingdom is preached. In, in Acts chapter 1, in verse 3, it says, After his suffering, he presented himself to his disciples and he gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. And he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. He didn't speak about what happened at the cross during the time that he was in the belly of the earth. He didn't speak about that. He spoke to them about the kingdom of God. And then he said to them in verse 4, he says, On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they said, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? They were still looking and thinking it's going to be a physical kingdom. And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses. Witnesses to what? Witnesses to the kingdom of God. Witnesses to this message, this this kingdom message. Then in verse 28, verse 19 to 20, he says this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So he says to them, this is the word that God, the Lord called me with back in 1979. And he said, oh, was it 79? 78, 78. And he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And again, the Amplified Version says, um, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you, and now I'm with you always. Let's have a look at another translation. Let's have a look at the Message Bible. And he says, um, Jesus undeterred, went right ahead and gave this charge. Go authorized and God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name. And then he says, then instruct them. In the practice of all that I have commanded you. What had Jesus commanded them in? He commanded them in the kingdom of God. Because remember, it's, he said to you, it's given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. And he spoke about how the kingdom is to be preached. How the kingdom is the seed. The message of the kingdom is the seed sown. And he said to the disciples, to you it's been given. You've been gifted to understand this. But to others, they don't. They don't want to know. 
And so they, it's, it comes in parables. So he kept saying, the kingdom is like, the kingdom is like, the kingdom, what, to what shall I like in the kingdom? The kingdom, the kingdom, and the kingdom. He spoke about the kingdom all the time. Because it was time to restore to men the, the understanding of what Adam had lost. He d- now notice, I want you to see this, is that this was Jesus' strategy. This was the strategy he started with. It was so successful that after three and a half years, he could leave. And he could leave them with a message, with a mission, with an assignment, and with a mentality, with a mindset that would carry and keep on going. It was a strategy that worked. But for 2,000 years, somewhere back there, we lost that strategy. Somewhere back there. And our strategy became to be church-focused, organizationally focused. He didn't say, go in, therefore, and make members of churches. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. The word nations there is the word ethnos. It's like ethnic groups. It's like culture groups. Go into every culture group and introduce the culture Introduce the, the, the teaching. Bring a new mindset into every nation, every ethnic group, every gathering. He didn't say go. Our religious mindset is not to go, but to say come to us, to hell with those that don't want to come to us because we're going to heaven and they're not. That's the religious mindset. You better become a member and support this because otherwise you're not accepted. And we make sure people understand they're not accepted. I did this. Unfortunately, I did this as well. But what Jesus says is go and make disciples of all nations. If you study out the word disciple, this is his strategy. This was Jesus' strategy that he gave to his disciples who carried it out and had a massive transformational impact into society and into the nations of the world to the point that you and I are the result of it. It's interesting. I've never heard a real, a real, uh, I don't want to say teaching, but I've never heard a a, a, a course or a, a degree uh, subject being taught on what, what discipleship really is. I, in fact, you don't hear people talking about kingdom. They don't talk about the kingdom of God. What they talk about is membership. They talk about their theolo- theological pet projects and their pet teachings and their pet ideas. And listen, everything is great. But the thing that we don't know, and we don't know, and I listen, I, I've been walking this road for 40 years, and I've never heard people teaching on kingdom. Kingdom is like, kingdom and church get, you know, uh, interspersed. It's like, if when I'm talking kingdom, I'm talking the church, and when I'm talking church, I'm talking kingdom. It's not the truth. The church is the community, a community of believers, a community, a gathering, an assembly, in a sense, a getting together 
of citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Citizens, representatives of the kingdom of God on the earth. They get together to be equipped, to have family, to have encouragement, to have edification amongst each other so they can again go out and influence with as salt and light as yeast, like yeast in the, in the dough, to go out and influence the world around them, to influence the nations, to influence the cultures. You see, the word disciple is not membership. The word disciple is, is not a religious word. The word disciple was a, a very current word in the time that Jesus was actually ministering. And it means a student, but not an academic student, not a student of a program, not a student to learn a vocational skill, but it was a student that had a deep relationship. And, and that student would in, encounter and would in, in, um, uh, have, I'm looking for the right word, but would, would experience a total shift in worldview. In other words, their mindset would change because there would be an impartation of values through a deep relationship. You see, you cannot impart, you, you, can, you can give information, but you cannot impart without relationship. Impartation is what takes place in discipleship, not information. We've made discipleship, we've made membership an importation of information, not an impartation. Impartation is I give you my worldview because I have such an intimate relationship and fellowship with you. From a mentor to a mentee that shifts the whole mindset till the, the, the disciple or the mentee or the student takes on the same worldview. That's the strategy Jesus started with, and that's the strategy we need to carry out. That is how we continue. But we've lost this. We've, we've, we've resorted to making members of our religion rather than making disciples of the kingdom. He said, because you must teach them and instruct them in the practice. I love this. The, the message um, translation catches it really well. It says, that, instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. Instruct them. That, that's not pulpit teaching, you understand. That's sharing. That's imparting to them the practice of all that I've command, commanded you. Excuse me. This is what we need to be imparting. We've got to take people back to the place of experiencing the kingdom of God. Because what has happened is, you see, what did God do for Adam? And I took in the species of man. Adam is the species of man. And Adam in the species of man is... We're going to make man in our image and in our likeness. And we're going to give, create him to have dominion. Not over people, 
not of an organization, but have dominion over the works of my hands, over the earth, over these circumstances, over situations. That's why Jesus could calm storms, multiply bread and fish. That's why he could um, drive out demons because he had dominion. And, and he said, all authority, all dominion, all power, all exousia, all right to use might has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples. It was, you are to go and impart this dominion to people as well in all nations. Bring them back in. Now, the, the success of the strategy, the success of the strategy is what you are giving. You see, you cannot sell what people don't want. You cannot give what they don't want. If they're not hungry, they don't want to eat. You can have the most, the, the, the best food in the world, but if people are not hungry, you can't sell food to a, to a satisfied person. But what was it that people, what is it that the nations want? What is it? We, we think they need church. They don't need church. They don't need meetings. They don't need our religiosity. They don't want to go to heaven. You know, every religion promotes some kind of paradise place. That's not what you're selling. You're selling dominion. The strategy is to go and make disciples, impart to them a new mindset of ruling and reigning, not becoming a member, not coming into a meeting, but to become a, a, a citizen of a country that has dominion, to become a representative of the kingdom of heaven. That is our product that we're giving away. It's the kingdom of God being restored back to you. Adam, the species of man, Adam, lost that dominion and handed it over to the usurper, the prince of the power of the air, who began to rule over and have dominion in the areas that we had. The lease of the earth is still God's because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So it still belongs to God. And this is still his colony. But what has happened is the person that he gave the dominion to gave it up treasonously, handed it over to the prince of the darkness. And so all men for all time have lived in obscurity, in ignorance, and we are a king, and, and we come with the same dark mentality, the same ignorant mentality. We come with the same cosmos mentality, and we're coming into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of light, and we don't understand that we are citizens of a kingdom. You don't hear people preaching that. I see people using the word kingdom. In fact, I was in a forum, um, I think it was this week or last week, I can't remember. I think it was last week. Anyway, I was in a forum and, and somebody asked about something about this. I can't remember the exact question, but I said, you know, they said, uh, why is that? The, I, I can't remember the question anyway. But my answer was, is that the kingdom of God is not a democracy. The kingdom of God is a kingdom and it's a kingdom ruled by a king who is the king of kings. And we are the kings. He is the Lord of lords. We are the lords. We, we are subjects 
of that kingdom, but as subjects, he has made us and given us dominion within our own right. And so um, he has, he is a king that's given kingship dominion to his subjects. Isn't that awesome? But it's not a, it's not a democracy. A democracy means the power is in the people. But in a kingdom, the power is in the king. The authority is related to the king's throne. The king delegates that authority to his subjects. Our kingship is related to his kingship. And so I don't stand in my own dominion. I don't represent my own authority. I don't represent my own name or honor my own name or honor my own. I am a citizen of that kingdom and I am and you are a lord. A lord means that we own property. We are landlords. We are to occupy Take back and occupy. That's what we're supposed to do. Have dominion. Not over people. You understand? Not over people, but over the land, over territory, over the systems of men, over the cosmos. We're supposed to infiltrate, well, not infiltrate. We're supposed to be inserted into the, the, the kingdoms, the cultures, the systems, the cosmos, and there we are to permeate as salt, as light, as like yeast, permeate everything, bring life to it, bring the blessing and the dominion of God to those areas and so influence people and begin to disciple them, not by our preaching, not by our, our Bible punching, signboard waving uh, t-shirts. It's by the, how we live, who we are and how we permeate the kind of presence we bring there. We live, you see, culture is, is by the values that you live. When I talk to business people, I'm always talking to them about that you set the culture by your behavior, by the, the values that you act on is the culture that you leave. And that's what we do. We, we behave because um, uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says that don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, your mind, your will and your motion. And so that you may prove and behave what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. We are to be renewed, to behave. We're so focused on getting, you know, our bills paid and we, we said, you know, please pray for me. I, I, I watched this and it's like we are so focused on ourselves, on our little things, on our, our meetings, our churches. We, we're not focused on our mission. Our kingdom mission is to, in fact, make disciples. This is Jesus' strategy. If we don't get back to that strategy, we are not being successful. Yes, it starts slow. But it is, it is compounding. But we love the, the idea, and I was one of them, is that we love to have a big crowd of people in our church because that shows how successful I am. Look how much impact I'm having. No, I'm not. The impact is, is when I'm able to influence a, the mindset, I'm able to influence the worldview of somebody, of somebody's of wherever I am and whatever infusion I bring of the culture of the kingdom of heaven to where I am at so that people are transformed and they begin to do the same thing again. And now we see it growing and multiplying like yeast in bread, like yeast in dough. 
That's what we're supposed to do. This is his strategy. We've got to have, and it starts with us. It was, so anyway, so I talked, spoke about in this um, forum, I spoke about how Jesus changed, uh, not Jesus, how the kingdom is not a democracy. It's not a republic. Somebody answered me and you could see here he was because of the way he wrote. I mean, it was like, it, 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 you can hear he's an educated theologian because his deep, profound, you know, expert, expert Pository understanding and yes, you know, but today we, 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 uh, the, 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 it's been, you know, I don't know, I can't even explain how he wrote it because it took me like I had to read it about five times to understand what he was saying. It was so, so complicated and so deep in his, it wasn't deep, it was just academic. But the bottom line after the fifth time I looked at this and I go, this guy has no understanding of what a kingdom is. He has no understanding of how a kingdom operates. He doesn't understand kingdom politics, economics, or, or kingdom authority and power. He doesn't understand it. You know, I'm not an educated guy in that sense. I've educated myself by listening to teaching, by listening and reading and, and understanding and reading my Bible and, and not just trying to see how many books and how many chapters I can read in a day, but to take something and read it and chew on it and ponder on it until I can get it, until I can see it clearly, until it shapes my thinking and changes my pers perspective on things. And... So I'm not this educated, I don't have theological degrees in it, but I look at this and I go, I'm glad I don't have, because if that's the, the consequence of it, is that I that you don't understand kingdom. The one thing I do understand is kingdom. I've lived in South Africa, which was a colony of England, and I saw how the culture of Eng the English culture as a, as a colony, the kingdom, the, the, the United Kingdom of, of the British of the United Kingdom, of, of the Queen's influence into South Africa, how it affected me growing up. Even though we got, we, we got independence when I, was, when I was born, basically, the year I was born, we got independence. But that culture, it's still there. My grandfather was English. He was a, a, a sailor in the Royal Navy during the Second World War. And, um, and his influence, he, the English influence, even though he never went back to England, the influence was into our family. It, it affected our whole family. And so, you know, that, that influence was there. I've lived for eight years in the United Kingdom. And so I experienced uh, not so much as, it, as, it's, as the kingdom of God is, but you can see the influence of the queen. She, she has an influence in the United Kingdom. And, but we don't understand that, especially coming from worlds that are, you know, countries that have democracy. We think in de democratic methods. We, we think in a democratic or, or republic mindset in our countries. And so we do not understand how a kingdom operates. But we need to have a mind shift. What are you discipling people in? Are you still focused on yourself or you are, are you taking the kingdom as a mission into the world, into the, the, because that's the strategy. That is our strategy. We need to get back to that. And that's what I want to do in these, um, in, you know, on this podcast and, and in the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Facebook group. 
is simply to shift the mindset. There is a leadership mentality to this. And it, everything starts with leadership. It starts with your leadership. I'm not talking about positions and titles. I'm talking about you as, as a person. You need to take, because to go and make disciples means there's leadership there. Means you've adopted, you've understood, adopted the values, the constitution. You've understood the mindset shift. You, you've experienced the transformation. And now you're taking that transformation. You're inspired by it. You, you bring influence until you make an impact. 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 You bring influence until you make an impact, impact and see transformation in your society, in your world, in your culture. Well, not your culture, the culture. You're not of this culture anymore. I, we are too steeped in the culture of the world. When I listen to leaders, they steeped in the culture of this of the cosmos. When I listen to churches and church messages, we steeped in the culture of this hour, of this time, in this day, in this age, in this world. We steeped in the cosmos cultures. And we are not to be. We are to bring a culture change. The kingdom of God is the culture of the kingdom of heaven. You've got to understand kingdom. You've got to understand the kingdom of God. And you've got to bring that. That's the strategy. That's the strategy that wins. Commanding and instructing them to practice all that he commanded us. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what the disciples did. They were successful. We're not. We're asking people to come to our church, to our meeting, to meet our pastor and get involved in our programs. Not the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. So I really want to challenge you to think about these things. I know it's challenging. I know it's uh, sort of challenging sacred cows. But this, we need to understand, is what the kingdom of God is about. This is what it is about. This is what the gospel is about. All right. So from Sean, thank you for being with me until next time. Uh, God bless you. Have a super week. And I'll be talking to you through the week on mentoring as leaders again, whether it's Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> and don't miss Friday. Friday is with Sean and Steve building his church. All right. God bless you. Have a great one. Bye bye.